everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Well, hello, everybody again. This is David and Katie and not Emma. So, Katie, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be back. Oh, it's good to be back. Good to be back. So yesterday we just talked through Acts 20. Today we're going to be jumping into Acts 21. And Acts 21 is just a continuation of how we see Paul just being faithful to follow the Spirit's leading despite knowing that he's going to be arrested and face hardship. And you know what's interesting about this is we start hearing his friends as, it, as we dive into Acts 21 in verse 4 and then in verses 10 through 12 that, hey, through the Spirit, they urge Paul not to go to Jerusalem. And so we got Paul, who is uh, following the Spirit. We got his friends are saying, hey, through the Spirit, they, did, they urged him not to go because they knew that he was going to be arrested and face hardship. And just that idea, I wish we had time, and we could spend a lot of time just on this, but the idea that, hey, both were hearing from the Spirit out of the personal care and love that they had for Paul, his friends did not want him to to go because they are both being revealed the same things. What we see that Paul is doing is that he is focusing on God's calling in his life, not on the present circumstances of a hate, not going, being willing to face the hardships. Mm, that's good. So, David, kind of two things as you were talking through that, because the first thing I would question is if, well, if they're both being filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, who's right? <laughs> How do we know? <laughs> Who do we follow? What does that mean? Do you kind of have any thoughts on that, uh, just if you, as you've looked up commentaries and things? Yeah, the thing I would say is th- these friends were hearing from the Spirit, and they were faithful followers. They just didn't want their friend to to walk into the hardship. They did not want him to be arrested, and they didn't want that to happen to him. But we just see Paul's single-minded mission and mm. just how he wants to proclaim the gospel and follow the Spirit's leading, even if that leads to death. We see that in verse 13. Philippians 3, 7 through 13 just talks about, I mean, Paul gives just as a I mean, it it points to what Paul is sharing here, that in verse 7 in Philippians 3, he talks, but whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Just that idea that he is always willing to do whatever it is to proclaim the name of the gospel and not worry about the circumstances that he's in. And we read that throughout his letters and throughout Acts of just how he continually has just a single-minded focus to follow the Spirit's prompting as his chief aim and to please God. Mm, that's good. I think something, too, that as I was reading this, because often we see this in community groups, see this in my own life of like, well, the Spirit is leading me to go do this, and maybe the people around me have been saying contradictory things or the Spirit in them. And something that I found that was really helpful was uh, the the prophetic nature might be right, but the interpretation of, of how that their friends are interpreting that uh, could be off or distorted. And so we consistently see Paul in a lot of his letters going back to how we need to test the spirits. So I love how you talked through his consistent mission and mindset 
is the gospel, is the glory of God over the glory of Paul. And so just as we're hearing maybe different counsel or feedback, a good thing to go back to is always God's word. It will never contradict itself, but equally just the consistency of testing the spirits, the prophecies and different things. Yes, yes, we want to continue to do that. All right, so my second question, David, if you don't mind me just continuing to hit you with some questions over here. Okay, so you mentioned Paul following God's calling on his life. Um, Again, I think that's a question we see a lot or we just see people walking in of what I want to do, what's best, what's the coolest ministry or however it plays out. But how would you, how do you know what God's calling in your life is? Well, I know when I'm living in isolation, I think God's calling can be whatever I want it to be. And that's when my selfish desires come out. So many times we can misinterpret that to mean our gut is the spirit in us. Now, sometimes our spirit, that could be the spirit speaking to us, but we've got to be faithful like Paul. He was continually reminding himself of truth. He was continually pointing it back to the gospel and not allowing things to distort it. And then we also need to understand that there is a lot of freedom that God gives us. And we see that in Matthew 22, 37 through 39, where Jesus says, hey, the, the, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so there are there could be times that God says, hey, go do this. And if you don't, you're in disobedience. The Spirit and others around you will help you with that. And you will know uh, when that happens. And then there will be times where there is going to be freedoms. And so just like here, Paul's calling in his life was to go to Jerusalem. His friends didn't want him to go because he didn't want they didn't want him to get hurt yeah. and go through hardship. And we can see that he followed that call. He knew, hey, this is God's calling for me to go to Jerusalem. Mm, that's so good. And David, I mean, to sum up what you said, ultimately the calling under the calling is glorify God. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, that just even it's sweet that we got to do chapter 22 as we were talking through what it looks like to for the elders and the overseers and shepherds and pastors, um, their continual prayer and, and the reason they paid careful attention to themselves is, is to be spirit led, as you've continued to say, and ultimately give God glory. So that's yes. a good heart check for me. Is this giving Katie glory? Xena glory, watermark glory, or is this giving God glory? Yeah. Um, and then test that, and that will continue to pr- yep. prove true. And I've got a question for you now, Katie. Oh, no, okay. Because— Hit me. One of the things as we were uh, as we were coming in, you were just talking about in, ver- in chapter 21, some words that you noticed. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think it would be great just to touch on those real quick, on what you noticed and— Expand on those. (laughs) Yeah. David, I think what I consistently saw were words like the city was stirred up, confusion, um, things that I would equate chaos. And I I looked back to at the beginning of 20 and it says after the uproar ceased. So that makes me look at 19 of what what was this uproar and the consistent theme of these riots in Ephesus or even we look at Jesus's life of how he ended up getting persecuted and going to the cross. It was chaos always. Um, and some of the verbiage in chapter 19 or chapter 20 and 21 talk through the people didn't even know why they were rioting. They were just in this uproar kind of because somebody else was. And then the crowd got violent uh, and they were just started crying out louder than anything else as a way with him. 
And so that paired with 20 and just this gentle nature of what we know the Holy Spirit brings and this prayerfulness, I, it just makes me think that God will never—God is not a God of chaos. Uh, no, we see not. that in creation, too. That's like right. He took chaos and made it into order. And so just I think that is another helpful of how do I know what I'm walking in? Well, are, are we walking in chaos or order and and being a part of the church. And we also see that these people are a, she- a sheep without a shepherd. Um, and so just this continual push to being cared for by overseers that can help um, push you towards holiness and God's glory, not our glory. Uh, but I think the continual theme of this confusion and chaos, uh, even though that was what Paul needed to walk into in order for his next step uh, of what the Holy Spirit was leading him to, there did seem to be this theme of confusion and chaos. Yes, there did. And, you know, I love when we look at that and we see just how God is a God of order. And that, <laughs> I mean, even at the end, Paul, knowing that he's not going to be released, he wants to take every opportunity to share just the message of Jesus. And so in those last four verses, he just asked for an opportunity to speak. And the Roman soldier says, yes, which is crazy. And what's exciting about that is that's the next chapter. And so in the next chapter, Paul's going to get the opportunity to share his story and the good news of Jesus that our listeners are going to get to hear on the next podcast. So, Katie, it has been a great two days to be with you. It has. so much fun working with you. And... Journey listeners, we are all glad we are on this journey together. I <laughs> yeah, got it this are. time. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week of worship. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.